trick or treat. Trick or treat. Well, well, what do we have here? Two trick or treaters. Uh, no, it's just Jen and Brad, Steve. Jen, is he drunk? Mm, probably. And those cute costumes. Well, you're dressed as, oh, I get it. You're Johnny from The Outsiders. Finally, somebody gets it. And you, young man, you're... You're obviously dressed up as the one weird violin guy from Revenge of the Nerds. What? No, Steve, I just came from work. Uh, whatever, young boy. Anyway, here are some treats. For you, little lady, some mini bottles of wild turkey. Gee, thanks. And for you, my strapping friend, some, uh, some mini bottles of wild turkey. Gee, thanks. Uh, so can we knock off the Halloween stuff and get down to business? It turns out there's some cool news from the 80s cruise. Well, what's the 80s cruise, little girl? Okay, knock off the old man Spearsy bit. We got some important stuff to go through. Okay, okay, go ahead. It turns out that everyone who booked with the special promo code STUCK now will be invited to a private movie screening one night on the Celebrity Summit. Grease 2! No, well, maybe. But the point is, the whole group gets to pick the movie. So if you book with the promo code STUCK, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tell us what movie you'd like to see. We'll announce the results later. And oh yeah, I just heard that if you use the promo code STUCK, now the cruise company is offering special financing for you. You can make five equal monthly payments on the first of every month. The first payment's due on November 1st, which is coming up. The final payment's due on March 1st, which is right before the cruise. Oh, and you can also use PayPal credit now too, so you can pretty much extend your uh, payments as long as you want. Oh, I wish I was going this year. The lineup is incredible. Rick Springfield, Loverboy, Berlin, Thomas Dolby, Billy Ocean. The list keeps going on and on. And our MTV VJ friends will be there too. Nina, Mark, and Alan. Plus, you get to see Brad and I host the Big 80s trivia sessions throughout the week. And anyone who books with the stuck promo code will be invited to watch a live podcast recording with us. Because you want to see this sausage made, <laughs> no, let me don't. tell you. <laughs> Just go to www.the80scruise.com to book. Trip departs from Fort Lauderdale on March 17th, 2018. Better hurry up. The ship is already 90% booked. And don't forget to send your movie vote to us by email. Now on with the show. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh-huh. And the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your pals, Spearsy. And Rad B. And today we rank our picks for the top 10 spookiest songs of the 80s. Hey, Vincent, did Thriller make the list? Don't forget, Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. They're here. So, Steve, this is too big a list for you and I to handle. So, I called somebody who has not just one, not just two, but an entire closet full of Halloween costumes to pick from. Yes, it's Jen with one N. I thought you were going to say I had a closet full of N's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was I was wondering where you were going there. Uh, Only one end. Just one end. Several. 
several costumes. Tons of costumes. Hi, guys. You did actually dress as Johnny from uh, The Outsiders for the first 80s cruise. It was amazing. It really wasn't. I actually took <laughs> I took a picture of um, Johnny, Ralph, Ralph Macchio as Johnny, to my hairdresser before I went on the cruise. And I said, I need... Oh my gosh, that's the I did, Well, I said, I need to look like Pat Benatar and this. And she came up with an amazing cut. So Wow. wow. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. It's funny because now every time I see a photo of Johnny from Outsiders, I swear it's you and not vice, you know. It was so uncanny. It was, it was Yay! Ridiculous. I love that. That's a huge compliment. <laughs> so here's the idea for this week's show. We've done Halloween shows eh, pretty regularly throughout the 12 or 13 years we've been doing the show. But usually we focus on the movies. We rarely have ever yeah. talked about the music. And so this is going to be a two-part show. This week, Jen, Brad, and I have our picks for Halloween songs or spooky songs or creepy songs that somehow connect to us personally. And what, Just flat-out <laughs> scary sometimes. We've ranked them. The one song that we've kind of eliminated from the ranking because we all kind of assume it's like, it's, it's like Champion Emeritus is Michael Jackson's Thriller. So that will not fall into the top ten list today. We've, we've honored that song enough over the years. But we'll, we'll, we'll give you our picks, and then what we want you to do is email us in with your picks for uh, some of the spooky songs and some of the Halloween songs that we've missed. I know that um, one popular pick that I've already gotten, I've seen on the Facebook page a lot, is uh, Every Day is Halloween by Ministry. So that might be in part two of our show, but we need your suggestions to make that happen. So as soon as you hear our list, email us in or go to our Facebook page, add comments, and we will compile them, and we will have a top 10 list of your songs uh, for two weeks from now. Does that sound good? That is going to be totally frightening, Steve. Sounds like a thriller to me. Hey, speaking of frightening news, I've got uh, less than one month now until 80s in the sand in Punta Cana, so I'm kind of back on my health kick. And one of the things that kind of helps is the meal delivery service from HelloFresh. They've been a loyal sponsor of the podcast since the summer, and I couldn't be happier about that. I know uh, Gail in D.C., who often co-hosts with us, she also gets HelloFresh. After we finished our last podcast with her, we were talking about how much we love the beef ragu uh, with spaghetti dish. And we both made it that same night, right before we recorded the podcast. Such an easy recipe to make, but so ridiculously good. Here's the thing that really helps, though. HelloFresh has two full-time dietitians on staff who make sure everything in the box is balanced and healthy. And every meal is now priced at under $10 each. Seriously, you're not going to eat for better for less with any other plan. I know I've been kind of lucky to hand out some free boxes to our listeners from time to time, but the real deal comes from signing up as a full-time member of HelloFresh. You can order HelloFresh and save $30 off your first order. Just use the promo code RADICAL30. Go to HelloFresh, sign up, and where it says promo code, type in RADICAL30. If you have any questions about the program or you want to know more about the amazing meals I've been eating, heck, I will send you photos straight from my phone of the stuff that I make. Just email me at steve at sit80s.com. By the way, tonight I had the chicken sausage pizza for dinner, and each serving was under 550 calories. Mmm, pizza. Healthy pizza, Brad. Not that crazy grilled pizza you're always experimenting with. Hey, you know, I'm going to get that right eventually, and the, I got the fire department on speed dial. <laughs> Anyway, let's get started with the countdown. Here are our picks for the top 10 creepiest songs of the 80s. Number 10. There's a monster in my pants and it does a naughty dance. When it sees the light of day, you can hear the people say, Oh no, a monster! Oh no, a monster! Oh no, oh, 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 oh no, a giant monster! 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 Oh no, a giant monster! Shut the window, open the door, don't want to see that monster. 
that was Fred Schneider and the Shake Society's horrifying 1984 song, I Dare Not Say Hit, because it was not Monster. It sounds like a B-52 so, song. Yeah, well, there's a lot of a lot of the same kind of personnel involved in that song. I'm not really sure what inspired Fred Schneider to make this solo album. It is a testament to what you can get done in the music business if you have access to limitless cocaine. <laughs> I mean, it is just, it doesn't make any sense. The songs are crazy. But this song did not chart in the 80s. Somehow it got to number 85 in 1991 when the album was remastered. And it features such... Um, thoughtful and uh, you know creative lyrics is there's a monster in my pants and it does a little dance when it comes into a room people hit it with a broom huh. <laughs> I did yeah it's a metaphor is what <laughs> it's a metaphor yeah you should watch the video the video is full of little claymation I have metaphors to confess, I did not know that there was a Fred Schneider and the Shake Society I did not know that was a thing one of only two Fred Schneider solo albums, or as I like to call them, spoken word pieces, because Fred Schneider doesn't really sing. No. I inter- the Love Shack, baby! I interviewed him years ago. It wasn't a solo song he came out with, but he was working with some band out of Orlando, and they had a song called Bat Boy. <laughs> you know, about... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About the, about the National Enquirer. Yeah, yeah. And it, that was kind of interesting. He's, he's an interesting guy to interview. That's enough of that. Let's move on. Let's move on with the list. Number So I picked this one. It is, of course, Why Can't I Be You by The Cure. And it is, this song is 30 years old, you guys. It was from 1987's Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, uh, which I I love this song. I just think it's the coolest song. And it was it made pretty much every mixtape I ever made, whether it was for a friend or, or a potential beau. Um, but I love this song so much. And, and, and... <laughs> When you it says first, bow anymore. when you, that's right, that's right. Jen with one um, N, obviously. But, so I think when I first put this on this list, you guys are like, "What are you? Why is this? Does this belong on another list? Perhaps this is a list it belongs on because the whole song. Why is that? Well, because the whole song is about like obsession. You know, somebody who wants to be someone else so badly, and I think that feeds right into like '80s nation wanting to, you know, dress up and and be either back in the 80s or like somebody from the 80s and perfect example was I dressed up as Pat Benatar mm. to go out for Halloween last year. It's just that fun feeling of like, maybe I could be this person <laughs> for like a few hours and enough drinks. I could actually be Pat Benatar. There are Benatar. three moms in Jen's neighborhood cultivating the totally, Pat totally. Benatar So I, I just think this is a fun song. And if you're at a Halloween party and you hear this song, you get up and dance. So I hadn't really thought about the kind of single white female oh, aspect yeah. of this song. If we listen to the right. lyrics and, and I love it because you can understand the lyrics, which isn't true of all songs. Um, it's a lot of fun to... To get that deep into into longing and obsession. Let's move the list on. Number eight.
Yes, that's Alice Cooper's Poison from his 1989 album Trash. This might be my favorite uh, Alice Cooper song. It is absolutely my favorite Alice Cooper song, and I have a story about that. Do you remember, uh, this isn't an 80s story, apologies. Do you remember back when you realized that you could burn MP3s onto CDs and make like have like 100 songs on there instead of only 15? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So my friend Dean, one of my high school friends from Oklahoma, and I basically had this mix exchange going where we would send each other because our we're really close friends but our musical tastes are just completely different ends of the spectrum and he sent me the first one he sent me had this as the first single on it and i i pull, pull it up in winamp everyone remember winamp i pull it up in winamp and i'm like alice cooper are you kidding me and i started and i'm like holy crap this is catchy as hell I really like this song. Like I said, it's really catchy, and it is also one of Alice Cooper's top 10 hits from the 1980s. Nice. We need to do a whole show on him someday. Yeah. Do you know how many other top 10 hits Alice Cooper had in the 80s? Four. Jen, would you like to hazard a guess? I'm guessing one. You are correct, Jen, with one, and <laughs> you win the RV and the trip to wherever. <laughs> this is it. It made it to number seven in 1989. Wow. So do you think that pick gets us in good with the metalheads? I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of person is an Alice Cooper fan. That's a, that's a real yeah, niche. Yeah, it's really more glam than metal, really. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That Oh, geez. I never thought about him being glam, though. Anyway, the list moves on. Number seven. Now the party's jumping. The place is packed. And when the crowd's like this, I'm ready to rap. But before I can buzz around on the mic, freaks are all over me like white on rice. Freaks come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, but what I like about them most is that they're real good lovers. They do it in the park, they do it in the dark, but most freaks are known for breaking hearts. You can never tell what a freak is thinking of, and you may never catch a freak without at least one glove. They don't walk when they step, they strut, and nine times out of ten they drive you nuts. So take my advice, you don't stand a chance. Freaks are so bad, they got their own dance. So if you want to live a nice, quiet life, do yourself a favor, don't come out at night, cause... So, yep, this is me again. I get the bottom half of the countdown. I always prefer the first 20 of the American Top 40 anyway, because that's where all the interesting stuff is. This particular track, you may remember, it's Houdini's The Freaks Come Out at Night. So who remembers these fine fellows? I love this song! I know, it's so good. You, you know, this would be a great trivia challenge song, because I, I, I recognize the song, but I could never have named the band. Well, they were really probably one of the first generation of big hip-hop acts. And they were pretty popular. I think you would have not seen them so much on Top 40 Radio as in clubs and maybe on the R&B charts. I will say before the Houdini fans in the house get all over us, we probably ought to be talking about the Haunted House of Rock from their first album. It is completely Halloween themed. It's super funky. And it's just this great old school hip hop rap with like references to the Wolfman and the vampires and Frankenstein. And it's, it's a lot of fun. We should check that out as well. Invitations for weeks and weeks. We invited in all kinds of creeps like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the Adams family, and the Monster Five, the Invisible Man, Rickety B. We know he got inside the party free. One of these days they're going to catch him red handed, if not for sneaking in free, for being a booty man. The bartender was cute, but kind of hairy, and Dracula was killing those bloody Marys. He got drunk as a skunk started trouble. Brad, I love that you have a 7A and 7B. I'm just saying. Hey, I'm, I'm just trying to emulate that which I respect. <laughs> So that said, I know you love that little drop, but we are here to talk about The Freaks Come Out at Night. So on we go. This is from Houdini's second album, 1984's Escape, which is obviously where Journey got the name for their album. <laughs> it was the third single off of that album. It didn't really chart much. 
Uh, it was well outshined by Friends, which I think is another Houdini song people really know well. But this song was all about the clubs. Spearsy, you know you love to dance to this back in the day. <laughs> no. No. I don't go out at night because that's when the freaks are out. But if I did, I bet I'd still hear this song. Yeah, this is a good you roller skate song. It would be a good roller oh, skate yeah. song. You know what I think of it, though? When I hear it, wasn't there like a Walmart Halloween commercial like a year or two ago that used this song? Was there? That's awesome. And, which is kind of ironic because, you know, if the freaks are going to come out anywhere, it's not at night. It's at Walmart. <laughs> well, just remember, Steve, they do it in the dark. They do it in the park. But most freaks are known for breaking hearts. I thought you were going to say doing it at Walmart. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to edit the lyrics. That's above my pay grade. And the countdown marches on. Number six. Face up against a windmill through the thick and thin. He will wait until you give yourself to So who thought the Killing Moon uh, should have been ranked higher on uh, today's list? This is an Echo and the Bunnymen classic. I might have put a little higher. I, I think they should just be happy to be in the countdown. What? <laughs> Th- <laughs> those are some I two very different it's, views, I think. <laughs> where are you going to move it to? I don't know. I think it's Top fine. Four. Top four. Eh. Very scientific. I, we're very really scientific. arguing over nothing. We're slicing this very, very thin. This is a great yeah, song. It's yeah. awesome. a great song. The Killing Moon from Echo and the Bunnymen, released in January 1984 from their album Ocean Rain. It is one of the band's highest charting hits. Reached number nine on the UK singles chart. Ian McCulloch, the lead singer, likes to boast that he says, uh, this is the band's greatest song. He says, quote, when I sing The Killing Moon, I know there isn't a band in the world who's got a song anywhere near that, unquote. Wow. I love so, the confidence. That is, that is, yeah, that is representing. Yeah, yeah. He loves to talk about this song. In a uh, 2015 interview, he said, quote, I love the song all the more because I didn't pour over it for days on end. One morning, I just sat bolt upright in bed with this line in my head, fate up against your will through the thick and thin. He will wait until you give yourself to him. He said, uh, you don't dream things like that and remember them. That's why I've always half credited the lyric to God. It's never happened before or since. Huh. That's spooky in and of itself. So, um, and actually, this song's not really about Halloween. It's, it's more based on his infatuation with space. The chords of the song are based on David Bowie's Space Odyssey if you play them backwards. Hmm. It's a good factoid. It's been cut. That's yeah. solid. It's been covered like a dozen times over the years too. Even the Aha has a version of it. So that's when you know something's been covered to death. Have you guys heard the uh, the acoustic cover of Take on Me that Aha has been like? It's been out there on Facebook a lot. That song was recorded for you, Spearsy. Yeah, as a taunt. They took Take on Me and they just brought it down to this. Oh. Take on me. <laughs> oh, please. Have you oh. have you seen the members of Aha here posting it to my uh, personal? Uh, Facebook page and stuff like that. I want to make, I make not, sure. I but now I know how I identify the Ahafia members. <laughs> I haven't heard of them in a while. You just made the list, kid. 
Okay, here we go. The top five of the creepiest, uh, most Halloween songs of the 80s. Number five. I'm just an average man with an average life. I work from nine to five. So that, of course, is Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. This song, you guys. <laughs> so so this is from 1984 from the album of the same name. Um, can either of you name another song from the album? That's right. You can't. I'm happy to <laughs> say I cannot. I'm happy to say <laughs> I cannot. no one can. Um, I think people probably know this, this bit of trivia, but I'm just going to remind folks that Rockwell is the son of Barry Gordy, who's the, who was the CEO of Motown back in the day. You betcha. This is all from Wikipedia, but I, I found it so fascinating. At the time of the recording, Rockwell was estranged from his father, who I guess was less than enthusiastic Ooh. about the music until he heard the single with a familiar voice featured prominently on background vocals, who was, of course... Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. So I always thought, even as a little kid, I thought, well, this song is only popular because Michael Jackson's on it, um, because that's why I liked it at the time. It was just because Michael Jackson was on it. Yeah. I mean, he could have probably like just said a single word and I would have been like, oh, it's a great, it's actually a Michael Jackson song. So anyway, the video is kind of cheesy, but it's it's all over like Halloween compilations. You know, if you, if you by any covers of Hall- of songs on a Halloween party mix or whatever, this song is going to be on it. Yeah. But um I'm noticing a theme, Jen. You're you it's a lot of kind of uh you know stocking <laughs> kind of themed stuff. Yeah, I mean I think we're addressing your deepest fears maybe, here. Stuck in the maybe. 80s. I don't know. All I know is since I played this song for my seven year old daughter, she keeps asking me to play it for her, which makes me think that's kind of the level of this song. No offense to anyone because I like it too, but it is kind of a crazy little silly little song when i hear it i think of uh, miami vice because it shows up in the pilot for the series oh does i don't remember that yeah tubbs is in a strip bar i think and he's kind of lip syncing along to it and while he's like ridiculously drunk and i think he tears his shirt off halfway through it or something like that oh my god (laughs) that makes me want to watch it just to see the cheese that's such a good episode yeah it's definitely one of those ones you want to go back and watch again Let's get on with the countdown. Number four, scary monsters. Scary Monsters and Super Creeps by David Bowie. I never even thought of this as an 80s song, but it turns out, um, yes, it's from the 1980 album of the same name. Nice. Probably better known for the singles Ashes to Ashes and Fashion. Is there a video for this song? Uh, No, I don't think there is. Someone's going to prove me wrong by sending it to me. And that will improve our lives. Uh, The lyrics, which were uh, sung by uh, Bowie in like an exaggerated Cockney accent follow a woman's withdrawal from the world and descent into madness. Ah. You, you got the lyrics. When I looked into her eyes, they were blue, but nobody home. Now she's stupid in the street and she can't socialize. Wow. 
not a huge hit for him. It only got to number. It did get to number twenty in the UK charts, but for him, that's not exactly uh, uh, pay dirt. But still, an obvious selection for this list. Absolutely. Let's move on. Number three. So that was Peekaboo by Susie and the Banshees from their 1988 album, Peep Show, which also features the awesome song, Kiss Them For Me. But that's not on the list. It's Peekaboo that's on the list. And again, <laughs> Stephen Q. Spears said, why this song, Jen? So I'll explain. This song is such a cool song. And it's kind of like a it's kind of like a fun house song, you know? It just sounds really bizarre, and it kind of makes you feel off-kilter yeah. the way the holiday tends to. And then read the lyrics. The lyrics are like, oh my gosh, this is creepy they're, as hell. Yeah, they're nuts. And the video is so perfect for the song. Like, it's black and white in, in parts, and then they've got these, like, creepy bird masks. I mean, the song and the video are, are such a perfect fit for one another, and it's... It's just one of those songs that encapsulates the feeling of Halloween for me, which is just like things are a little bit off or a lot a bit off. (laughs) So I have to (laughs) read this one quote from Melody Maker because I was like, man, that's a great description. And I wish I had written it. They described the song as, quote, a brightly unexpected mixture of black steel and pop disturbance Mm. and qualified its genre as 30s hip hop. And I was like, 30s hip hop. That's it. Exactly. 30s hip hop. So stuck in the 30s, I guess. But this this song is just uh, is cool. Have, do you guys know this song? It's on. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. I love the song. Yeah. So I have to tell you, I did a little of my own research on this song, and what I found out that was it was featured in an episode of Beavis and Butthead, and Beavis noted while watching it that this is music for people who don't have any friends. <laughs> oh, that's harsh, but kind of true. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, wow, you know, that's uh, insightful, uh, insightful commentary from a kid who doesn't. Yeah, get off that's the couch. deep research too. I mean, I don't think I've heard the words hey. "Beavis and Butthead" for a while, <laughs> especially not on this show. Yeah. If you really want a song that's made for people with no friends, I have your thesis in the in number two pick this week. Are you guys ready? Here's the number two pick for what the creepiest Halloween song of the '80s. Number two, Sadly, we do not have time on the show for the full nine-minute-long version of Bella Lugosi's Dead by Bauhaus. <laughs> and in all fairness, we are grandfathering this one in because it was released in 1979, mm. uh, thus making it often considered the first gothic rock record. Hmm. Uh, but what 1983 horror movie brought it into the mainstream? Oh, uh, the Hunger. Yes. Peggy Sue got married? No. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> Those words have never been spoken on this show before, and they'll never be spoken again, Brad. Righty right. This is uh, by Bauhaus, recorded live in one take, 
The whole band is credited with the song, but bassist David J later claimed that he wrote the lyrics. For what it's worth, the horror film star Bela Lugosi died more than 20 years before the song was recorded. It did not chart at all. Huh. As, as it makes well it known as sadder. Yeah, yeah. As well known as it is, like, is there anyone who has not at least heard of this song? I mean, it's pretty much, you know, got a front row in the zeitgeist. Am I, am I wrong? No, I think you got it. I think you nailed so, that one. Anyway. Yeah, I just have to put in a plug for The Hunger. I feel like it's an underappreciated 80s movie, and it's so freaking 80s. It's just the best. And it's like it's a good... Actually, I would encourage people, if you hadn't seen it for a while, to uh, to watch it this Halloween, because it is... Good Lord, it is the sexiest vampire movie I've <laughs> ever seen. It oh. is great, you guys. You, you've got to revisit it or, or watch it if you've never seen it. That's uh, okay. Tony Scott, isn't it? I think Tony Scott directed that. Did he really? All I remember yeah. is, is the three leads, Catherine Deneuve, David Bowie, and a very young, gorgeous Susan Sarandon. Oh, yeah. interesting. Maybe, yeah. Have, have you not tackle. seen it, Brad? Oh, my goodness. Here's the thing. Your kids are out of the house. You go down to the living room <laughs> <laughs> with your beautiful wife and watch this movie and maybe have some, some wine while you're at it. Mm, red wine. Red wine. Red wine. <laughs> And then later, you kind of close the curtains. You may not finish the movie is all I'm saying. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're saying you may not finish, Brad. Uh, well, what the else? movie. Oh, the movie. I thought I took all those cameras out of the house. <laughs> I always feel like... Oh, my gosh. You're trying to tell me something. Oh. This whole show. Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a, this get is out a of the house, gi- ginormous on message. <laughs> so we had a bunch of picks. We put them in a poll. We asked you to pick your favorite of our picks for the number one pick of the uh, spookiest, creepiest uh, songs for uh, Halloween in the 80s. And you did not disappoint. Here is your number one pick. Yes, that's Big Top Pee-wee from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yahoo! Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. Could there be any debate? I think everyone kind of agreed on this one. I'm down. Yeah, that works. That works. If only because it's it's evocative of every Halloween show I ever saw them at. It's almost as obvious as thrilling. Yeah, they are a Halloween so, band in my mind. And I think people in Southern California where they performed on Halloween uh, for years, that's a, a really tight 80s association. So jealous. I, mean, I would love to have seen one of those performances. We'll get the time machine spun up. That actually might be one of my picks if I had the time machine. If I could like shed all the other demons that I want to go back and fix. I think if I was going to do something for myself that was nice, I would take myself to SoCal for a Halloween show. I, I quote Marty McFly. What do you mean I don't have enough time? I have a time machine. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I just don't want to abuse the power. Doc Brown just does not approve yeah. of abusing the power. Anyway, Dead Man's Party, released in 1986 from the band's album of the same name. Probably best known by most 80s fans for appearing in the movie Back to School where the band plays it at Thornton Mellon's party. What's going on here? Mellon, man, story of the greatest party of all time. The whole world is there. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life. The lyric, I hear the chauffeur coming to my door, says there's room for maybe just one more, is a reference to a short story called The Bus Conductor, published in the Pall Mall magazine in 1906 by E.F. Benson. Wow. Deep fact. The story has been, I know, the Paul, and plus the Paul Mall magazine. Is that like the cigarette uh, manufacturer? I can only assume. 
The uh, story has been adopted several times and has spawned an urban legend with each version ending with the catchphrase, room for just one more. Uh, speaking of just one more, we have one more sponsor we need to talk about for this week. And this one's kind of a fun one. It's BarkBox. Have you guys heard of BarkBox? I certainly no, have. No, I have a cat. Oh. Jen uh, assumed it was about chocolate. I did. <laughs> oh. Mm. BarkBox has been around since 2011, actually. They've been around for a long time. And they have shipped more than 50 million toys and treats to dogs that we love. Plus, they support shelters and rescues. So that's a nice thing. When you subscribe to BarkBox, it's like a box of the month club, but for your dog. You get a box each month with four to six natural treats and some fun toys. They always revolve around a surprise theme each month, which is kind of cool. That's that They fun. put that much thought into yeah, it. Yeah, that's fun. And it's all customized to your dog. So like when you sign up, you say, I've got a small dog, a medium dog. You know, it's got an allergy to this. It's got an allergy to that. If your dog has a certain um, chew preference, you know, you tell BarkBox everything. You choose the length of the plan. You have there's short term plans available. There's annual plans, and shipping is free, of course. So I got a box this month. I don't have a dog. Everybody knows I have Cat Benatar, who's laying right across the keyboard right now. But uh, my sister has a dog. It's this Australian Shepherd named Callie, and I Brad's seen oh a photo. Oh my gosh, it's like the, super cute dog. You see a picture of that dog, yeah. and you're just like, good doggy, good doggy. <laughs> He's this, he is the, the the funnest dog ever. In fact, I, I'll get to see her tomorrow when I go back to Tampa Bay. So I gave the box to Kristen. Kristen brought it home. And Callie was all over the box as soon as she brought it in the, the house. She was running circles around it, barking <laughs> until they opened the box for her. She said it was like off to the races. She was carrying the toys around the house all week. My sister gave me a bunch of photos that I'll put on our Stuckinese Facebook page so you can see it. They're adorable. She wolfed down all the treats, and that's okay. They're all made in the USA or Canada, and they're tested by dogs of those who work at BarkBox. So you can trust them. And a lot of them are from local and small businesses that you wouldn't even normally have access to. So that's extra bonus. And also, if you find that your dog's like totally falls in love with one specific treat, you can actually buy more. You can go to BarkShop.com and buy you know extra treats for your dog. Nice. But hey, even if you don't own a dog, like I don't own a dog, Brad doesn't want, but we all know people who do own dogs. They would love this as a present. So gift subscriptions are actually a really big thing with BarkBox, and there are a bunch of options available on their website just for gift subscriptions. But here's the deal. I, I teased people on Facebook earlier this week. There's going to be a special offer. Because you listen to Stuck in the 80s, you get a special deal. You get a free extra month of BarkBox when you sign up for a 6- or 12-month plan. So what you do is you go to www.barkbox.com slash radical to sign up. That's a free month. And you also help us out here at Stuck in the 80s. Go to barkbox.com slash radical to sign up. And if you do sign up, we'd love to see the pics of your dogs playing with your new toys. Send them to podcast at sit80s.com, and we'll post them online. And and like I said, don't forget to look at the photos from my uh, sister's dog, Callie, who is not stuck in the 80s, but she really should be. Because she kind of looks like that dog, Matisse, from uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. You guys remember? Good doggy. Good doggy. (laughs) Will Down and Out be a part of this week's trivia speed round? There's only a way to find out. How do we find out, guys? The Seggies. Shall we play a game? Welcome back, everybody. It's 8675309 Game Time. Woot woot. All right. All right. So, just to remind everyone how this works, you have to buzz in to get to say your answer, and you say your name to buzz in. The winner receives nothing. You guys ready to play? Not even a hearty hand clasp? Not sure what that is. So, no. (laughs) It doesn't sound right. It's like a handshake. <laughs> yeah, so but it weird. sounds dirty, Brad. 
a hand clasp. Yeah, I could see how that would sound hand, dirty. I thought you said hand grasp. No. All right, let's practice. That? You ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay, say your name to buzz in. Let's practice. Go. Steve. Red B. I'm going to suggest that Rad B <laughs> go back to your one syllable name. You'll have a better chance Brad. of. There you go. Yeah. Here we go. So we have a new couple new games in, in this game time here. Round one is a game called Name That Words. So I'm going to read some lyrics. You get one point for the song and one point for the artist. So if you buzz in and you only know the song and the other person buzzes in and can name the artist, you'll each get a point. Does that make sense? Okay. Great. Yeah. And I Sounds wi- democratic. It's funny you should say that. I wish I could do a good Ronald Reagan impression, but I can't. So I'm just going to do <laughs> Jen with one N as I read these lyrics. Ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. Well, I love a rainy night. I love a rainy night. Steve. Brad. Steve. That's uh, I Love a Rainy Night by Eddie Rabbit. Okay. Two points for Steve. You want to give up Brad? Just kind of go home? No. Is that what you want to do? God, what kind of a horrible person are you? <laughs> he is trying to psych you out. Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. He's getting Whatever. in your head. He's getting in your head. Whatever, home slice. I, I, got the, I got all the lead I need. You might as well just go home. Is that your game? Is that your game? That's it? You got your Eddie Rabbit? Oh, yeah? Come on. Let's see it. Let's see it. Come on. Come on, that ain't, you ain't so bad. All the old paintings on the tombs, they do the sand dance, don't you Brad. know? Brad. That is Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. Look at you, tied it up, two to two. Here's the next oh, one. Oh, I was out of the room. I was out of the room going to the bathroom. Did, uh, did Brad actually answer that question? He's uh-huh. talking so much smack right now. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. While the black band's sweating and the rhythm rhymes rolling, gotta give us what we want, gotta give us what we need. Our freedom of speech is freedom or death. We got to fight the powers that be. Uh, Brad. Brad. Is that fight the power? Yes, there's one point. Uh, oh, gosh, who does fight the power? Uh, Steve. 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 NWA. Brad. Oh, no, shit. You have a chance to get a point if you can muster That's up. It's not NWA. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, this is so outside my wheelhouse. I know. <laughs> Run DMC. People are like say, yelling no. into the into their uh, iPhones right now. Public enemy. I failed you. That's I right. failed you, Eighties Nation. I failed you, Eighties Nation. I was going to say NWA too. So. Public enemy. The, your, your pacing of the, the way you're pacing it, I can't hear the song. I know you're doing That's that good. intentionally. That's what she's supposed to do. <laughs> All right, here we go. Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. I've got to get away from the pain that you drive into the heart of me. The love we share seems to go nowhere. Steve. Steve. Oh, man, I know that. Uh, it's Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Good. I was working part-time in a five and dime. My boss... Brad. Brad. Again, I don't listen to this stuff. This is uh, uh, Raspberry Beret by Prince. Yeah. Good. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, Jen knows that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't own a single Prince album fact, but I know that. Everybody knows that he was working part-time in a five and dime. All right, here's the next one. Well, I'm an axe grinder, pile driver. Mother says that I never, never mind her. Got no brains. I'm insane. The teacher says... Steve. Steve. It's Bang Your Head by Quiet Riot. Great. Yes. All right. Here's the, Ugh, here's the next hard. one. <laughs> here's the Your next one. Your pacing is killing me. These are good. These are good, actually. It's good. Music can be such a revelation. Dancing around, you feel the sweet sensation. We might Brad. be lovers. Yes, Brad. Oh God! Uh, can I hum to the? I get to the chorus. <laughs> if you need to mm-hmm. do what you got to do. It's a uh, 
Into the Groove by Madonna. Very good. Yeah. God, I was sitting there trying to figure it out, too. It's in the chorus. It's always in the chorus. Yeah. You just have to get yourself to the chorus. Yeah, All right. Yeah. This, this is a fun one. Move yourself. You always live your life never thinking of the future. Prove yourself. You are the move you make. Take your chances, win or loser. See yourself. Oh, you crap. are the steps you take. You and you, and that's the only way. Shake. Shake yourself. You're every move you make. So the story goes. Why, am I, why is my brain not working? I know what this is. Brad. Brad. I'm just going with the artist. That's in excess, isn't it? Uh, no. You got this. No. Steve, you want to try to steal it? I know that song. Oh, it's... Yes. It's yes. It's uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart. Ooh, oh, you pulled it out right at the end. Yes. Oh, my God. I feel like Mad I just burned to a bowling ball through my... <laughs> to a lyricist. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is a good Mad game. props to you, Steve. God, that was just right. I just couldn't get my brain on it. That's the way she's doing it. Oh, it's oh, perfect. That's perfect. Keep doing it, Jen. This is All awesome. Right. I will keep no, doing it for it. one more song because this is the last one in this round. Ready? God. Dark in the city, night is a wire, steam in the subway, earth is a fire. Brad. Shit, it's Duran Duran. Okay, one um, point. Come on, give me a chance. It's Rio. No, it's not. No, it's not Rio. It's not Rio. Steve? It's Hungry Like the Wolf. Yep, Hungry Like the Wolf, yep. yes. Yep. You stopped me Ugh. before I read the lyrics, do, 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 do. <laughs> Well, I gotta get in there before Steve has a chance to puzzle it out. All right. Well, at the end of round one, it is very close. Steve, you've got nine, but Brad, you're only behind by one. Really? Yeah. That was hard. Eight to nine. All right. I don't know why that was so hard. I. It's the pacing. You're used to hearing it in a certain rhythm. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's killing me. When I played this with my husband last night, he couldn't quite get the band, and he was like, "Asia." You know, all, all those those kind of bands. Yeah. And I said, yes. And he said, it's Asia? I said, no. <laughs> I felt like I was on an episode of Facts of Life or something. Who's on first? Yeah, exactly. All right, here we go. Round two. This one I like to call Hot Potaties. P-O-T-8-0-S. So how this game is played is I'm going to give you the name of an actor. And then one of you, whoever is behind in points... Will oh actually yes we'll we'll start with whoever's behind in points so that'll be Brad so I'll name an actor and then I need you to tell me a movie that actor was in in the eighties you okay. name a movie and then the next person Steve will then name a movie that that person was in in the eighties and we'll keep going until somebody drops the potato and can't think of another one I'll oh, just give Steve wow, all these points right now. It is. This You're is a, sadistic. This is a tough one. I, I, I wanted to see how uh, deep your knowledge ran. But just a reminder for you, Steve, that the decade goes up to 1989. So I just didn't want you to forget. What? <laughs> no, it's true. I just didn't want you to um, lose points because you, you stopped at 1986. So oh, I don't know what you're trying to imply there, but I don't <laughs> No, like I'm it. just not implying. I'm just straight up saying. Okay. So are you guys ready? Brad, you're going to have a chance to start. Okay. All right. So first. your first actor is named a Kevin Bacon. Footloose. Steve. Why am I going? Quicksilver. Ooh. Brad. Um. Oh shoot! I was going to say Animal one. House, but that's but that's not in the eighties. Um. So that's not my answer. Uh, I'm picturing him. I'm picturing him. I'm picturing him. 
crap this should be easy he's in so much stuff i'm so stupid is he in young gun no he's not in young guns um oh, that's a 90s movie come on there has to be a buzzer at this point yeah yeah i think so pass all right steve you want, to, want one more point oh yeah i got one okay. uh, she's having a baby great all right there you go so we'll move on to the next one but before we do friday the 13th diner diner crap whitewater summer these are getting into oh, the here. The big picture, end of the line, criminal law, only when I laugh, and 40 deuce. And I would also have accepted Hero at Large, a movie in 1980 wherein Kevin Bacon plays second teenager. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one to start off I'm, with. I, I'm, I'm, it's taking everything in my body to not have IMDb up in a browser tab right oh, now. Oh, no, thank you like, for I'm, being I'm honest. I'm, no, I'm Thanks being totally for being honest, honest here guys. Too. All, right. just, all I'm doing is exposing how much of this show is driven by Wikipedia, but that's <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> all right. You guys ready? Um, yeah. The next who, actor is... Uh, that's a good question. I hadn't thought of that. Just You know what? Just alternate them. All right, Steve. Yeah. It's your turn for the next actor, who is Ali Sheedy. St. Animal's Fire. Breakfast Club. Short Circuit. <sighs> Short Circuit 2. She has an uncredited voice cameo. Yep, you got that point, Brad. Yes. Uh, I'm pumping my fist over here. <laughs> do you already say do you already say Breakfast Club? Yes. Yeah. I got nothing. Brad, you want a point? Well oh, do I have to name another one for the point? You would, yeah. Oh, I see how this is. Uh let's see. Okay. Um What's that movie where she's like she has to be a maid? If you, if you can't answer that one, I can't I don't remember the name of it. Maid to order. So, made to order is very underappreciated, and people should go check it out. But yes, made to order. Um, Heart of Dixie was another. Blue City, a movie I had not heard of called Twice in a Lifetime. Oxford Blues. Oxford Blues. Shit, no now. Bad Boys. Oh yeah. And one of my top five. Carol's not going to forgive us for that. Yeah, and then one of my top five eighties favorites, War Games. Oh, oh man. crap! <laughs> oh god, I feel so stupid this, right now. This is a lot harder than people think it is. I oh, mean, yeah. it is. It's not all easy. These it's not easy. All right, you want to try it again? Yep. All right. Really. So I think it's Brad starting out this Bring time. Bring the pain. You're starting off the next one with the actor Eddie Murphy. Well, let's go with Beverly Hills Cop. Good, Steve. Trading places. Okay. Forty-eight hours. Coming to America. Beverly Hills Cop Two. Golden Child. Delirious. Best defense. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought I had you there. Um, oh gosh, let's see. Um, mm, I know that's nineties. Raw. Good. Arnold Knights. I think that's the last one, guys. Did we run the list? Nicely done. Yeah. I, I thought. Steve, I want to come give you a big sweaty hug. Nice we did work, it, guys. Yeah. We, we beat the quizmaster. <laughs> I thought another forty-eight hours would be on there, but that was actually in the nineties. Oh wow! Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. That was that was gonna be my next one. All what right, a piece of shit. That it was not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so we only have a couple more actors. Steve, it's your turn to start. Oh, James worse is worse Spader. James Spader, the beloved James Spader. Uh, pretty and Pink. Uh, let's go with Mannequin. Tough Turf. Oh, I love Tough oh, Turf. Yeah. Tough Turf. Good call. Um, James Spader. What else is he in? Um, oh, um, less than zero. Ah, damn it! I was all set to say that one. 
I, I can't. I'm, I mean, I can sit here and string a sad. We'll be here till midnight, but I won't be able to name anything. All else. right. So there's a movie called The New Kids. Evidently, he was in Baby Boom. Um, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And then Wall Street. He had a small role in Wall Street. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Right. Grease, that. Greasy Lake, which I've never heard of that. No. And this surprised me. Sex, Lies, and Videotape was 89. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And, oh, that's in the 80s? Um, 89, yeah. And then The Rachel okay. Papers. Have you ever guys, have you ever seen that? Oh, I own it on DVD. Oh, it's so good. That's 89, too. And then I did want to mention Endless Love, wherein he's credited as Jimmy Spader. So that must have been an early, early. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's that was good. pretty good, though. Pretty good. You're not yeah. giving us any of the obvious ones, so I really appreciate that. <laughs> so the uh, last actor, and it will be Brad's turn to start, is... And I was inspired by a recent um, episode of Stuck in the 80s for this one. Ray Don Chong. <laughs> um, let's go with Soul Man. Fame. So she was not in fame. Oh. So, so I, Brad- got, I, I got the principal. I got, uh, let's not forget American Flyers. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Uh, let's see. What else is she in? Yeah, the rest of them aren't really coming to mind, I have to say. She was in a movie called Root Awakening, The Squeeze, Running Out of Luck, and uh, City Limits. Those are the ones I've never heard of. She was also in Quest for Fire, which was on HBO like 24-7. She was in Choose Me and Cheech and Chong's The Corsican Brothers, which also seemed to be on HBO quite a lot. (laughs) Um, And Family Ties and all. Oh, uh, The Color Purple. Oh, Right? Is that the 80s? Yeah, I guess it yeah. is. Of course it is. Commando, guys. Oh, crap. How can I get forget Commando? That's my favorite yep, exactly. Schwarzenegger movie. And one of my favorite Christmas movies, Beat Street. <sighs> so, nice, pretty good, though. Not bad. This was a, this is a tough round, I, I admit. It was uh, not easy. All right, so round three. What you're doing here, Jen, is you're exposing us as the posers that we are. No, no, this is hard. <laughs> and just for, for, I don't know if I, I can give 80s nation a peek behind the veil here it's not early at night so <laughs> we've we're tired we've worked it's the end of the day so uh, you guys are doing pretty good considering all right so round three you, you've done before it's the categories round this creative thinking category based party game was published by parker brothers in 1988 so you know how this goes i will start naming stuff and then you guys ring in and whoever rings in first gets to tell me what category that is Gotcha. And you get a point. Super. Okay. Here we go. War Games. Real Genius. My Science Project. The Manhattan Project. The Goonies. The Last Starfighter. Space Camp. Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds 2. Nerds in Paradise. Brad. Brad. Movies with computer geeks? I'll take that. I was going for nerds as heroes, but I'll take computer geeks too. Yeah. All right. Next one. Morton Downey Jr., Joan Rivers, Geraldo Rivera. Brad. Steve. Brad. Syndicated talk show hosts. Great. Units. Esprit. Sassoon. Benetton. Guess. Steve. Brad. Oh, that was close, but I heard Steve. Types of genes. I'll keep going. Guess. Swatch. L.A. Gear. Ralph Brad. Moore. Yes, Brad. Those are fashion labels. Good. Florence Griffith Joyner, Martina Navratilova, Mary Lou Retton, Billy Jean. Brad, Steve. Brad. Uh, gold medal winners. I'll keep going. Billy Jean King, oh. Valerie Briscoe Hooks, 
Teresa Edwards, Joan Benoit. Steve. Steve. Uh, female athletes who won world championships. I would have been good with female athletes. Yeah. Great. Oh, oh. we're overthinking. We're overthinking. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I played this game with my friend last night and I had accidentally put Janet Jones on the list, <laughs> who is not a gymnast, but plays one <laughs> in a, a movie. very bad movie in a very bad movie. But I always this all this whole time. I thought she was a real gymnast, which just goes to show what a fantastic <laughs> she is or how dumb I am. All right. Next one. Capital. Loving. Generations. Santa Barbara. Hotel. Knott's Landing. Steve. Steve. Primetime uh, soap operas. Yeah, soap operas, but yeah, there's a couple in there that are daytime. Your your generations, your Santa Barbers, your Santa's Barbara. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. <Okay. laughs> Santa's Barber. <laughs> the next one is Glowworm, Shirt Tails, Popples, Pound Puppies, Cabbage Patch Kids, Care Bears. Steve. Brad. Steve. Toys for Kids. Mm-hmm. Geraldine Ferraro, Tip O'Neill, Cass. Steve. Steve. Vice presidential candidates. I'll keep going. Casper Weinberger, Michael Dukakis, Bob Dole, George H.W. Bush, Ronald Reagan. Politicians? Who was that? Brad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> oh, shit. It was so easy. I, I should have just... Tip O'Neill oh. wasn't ever a vice president. I know. I just, I just panicked. All right. I panicked. Got a... It just popped in there. <laughs> what just popped in there, Ray? <laughs> All right, a couple couple more of these. Claire Huxtable, Christine Sullivan, Dan Fielding, Grace Van Owens, Ben Matlock, Victor Sifuentes, Arnie Becker. Steve. Yes, Steve. TV architects. Brad. Yes, Brad. TV lawyers. Yes, architects. There's like one. I don't know. There's one architect Clark. on TV, and it's a little <laughs> I know, I know. That's late, and I'm not drinking. <laughs> All right, one more. You guys ready? All right, make sure your buzzers are ready. <laughs> I think Steve's done. Here we go. This is the last one. You guys, you can do it. I think it's pretty close, but I won't tell you how close. Okay, ready? Sunny, the California girl. Ashley Cartier. Ebony. Hollywood. Jailbait. The Royal Hawaiian. Melody Trouble Vixen, a.k.a. Miss MTV. Matilda the Hun, Colonel Nanotchka. Steve. Steve. Uh, pro wrestling stars. Can you be a tiny bit more specific? Female pro wrestling stars. Can you be even more specific? Women of Glow. It is the real gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yes. And I, I didn't get to the last one, which was the housewives, Arlene and Phyllis. Do you guys want to hear the winner? I do. Yeah. The winner on. by one point. Is B Rad? What? You oh, really deserved one point. it. You made it by one point. I like to thank the Academy. <laughs> you deserved it. You you had your A game tonight. Oh man, those are hard. I'm like they stressed really out. I know you guys sweating. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm not kidding. I'm like I'm all really upset. <laughs> I mean, I'm like I'm not upset. I lost. I'm upset. I didn't know these better. I know. I feel like you just nothing makes you feel stupider than like you mean I can't go look it up. I know. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's our it's our phone brain. Bad news, people. The show is driven by Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Jen has outed us. IMDB is my friend. Um, Jen, thank you so much. I love this segment. I hope we get to do it at least once a month. Um, You're for welcome. All our I'll be, I'll be more fun. gentle next time. <laughs>
No, I know it's tough. it's good for them to be hard, but yeah, I I actually I love the lyrics one. That's fantastic because uh, it's just it's no more than it's like oh I know what's in there. I, I just can't. can't unpack that it. That felt like you were ripping my guts out through my ear. I can't I can't do that again. Oh, it's good radio. Yeah. It's good That's radio. Fun. That's fun for me. Thanks for saying. That. So you know the drill. We've given you our top ten uh, Halloween songs of the eighties. We need your votes now. So email us at podcast at sit eighties dot com with your picks. Two weeks from now, we'll come back with the uh, the listener picks for the 80s Halloween songs. Until then, uh, Jen with one N and B-Rad and myself, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.